What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Jake Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Brainy, and it is Thursday, June 6th at about 10.30 p.m. Got a very special episode this week. Uh, a co-host for the first time in a long time, brand new co-host. She's very excited to be here. She's been dying to get on the podcast for months and months, and I've been really super booked, but I finally freed up some time for her. My girlfriend, Miss Samantha Swayze. Sam, welcome to the Jake. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on. That's good. You should be excited. This is a big moment in your life. It is a big moment. I mean, what's going to happen is I'm going to steal the thunder no and become the new host no. and it'll be called the sam podcast well that's it doesn't work like that at all uh i think it might okay well you can go on believing whatever you want to believe but uh we've got a big episode ahead and i don't want to waste any time because it's a little late uh this is the vacation special uh as the listeners may or may not have known depending upon how much they've paid attention to my social media over the past weekend you and I went on a little trip to California. We sure did. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it started because we were invited to my dear friend Lucas Iannacone's wedding, and that was in Napa. I told you it was in San Francisco all the way up until like booking time, uh, but you know it was it. I I didn't know anything about California, so this was new to me. Wedding was in Napa, but we decided to make a whole trip out of it. So we started in San Francisco. Went to Monterey, stopped in Pebble Beach, Big Sur, Carmel by the Sea. Uh, what am I missing here? Then San Francisco, mm-hmm. Napa, and then a little rendezvous trip in between then too that we'll get to later. But lots of things we did. Um, you and I had a blast. It was amazing. Yeah. It was the first time I was ever out there. You've been out there before. Yes. Uh, compare this to the last time you were out there. Well, the last time I was in California, it was for San Diego and L.A., Mm -hmm. so a little bit different of a trip, and I went to San Francisco a few years before that, Um, but it was, I had a lot of fun, Yeah, and it was great experiencing it with you. Yeah, it was. It was a really tremendous time, and we did so much in such a small period of time that it was really hard to do a top five, so we're going to do this, like, list and this episode a little differently. Um... I put together a whole list of moments and a whole list of things that we did. Shocking, right? Because, you know, I never do lists on anything. Uh, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through my list and you're going to tell me where I'm right, where I'm wrong, what you thought about these moments, okay? Oh, boy. So here are my top 15 moments of the vacation, but I got a couple surprises in there, okay? okay I'm ready. All right. So um, my number 15 were the Bridges of Big Sur. Now, I say bridges because we originally went down there to see the, was it Bigsby? Bigsby Bridge. Bigsby Creek Bridge. And that was really nice. It's in the beginning of Big Little Lies. And we did such a fun drive going down there that, like, the drive itself was really cool. And uh, you were dominating, you know, uh, killing it on that drive. So I, you know, really appreciated that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, But... The fun part of that was we actually stopped and took pictures at the wrong bridge to start. We did. <laughs> yeah. So I forget what that one was called. Do you um, remember? I don't remember because I feel like it was something Creek Bridge. Yeah. But it was the wrong one. There were a lot of people taking pictures. There were a lot of tourists. I mean, that's what confused us. Yeah. Like, so this we, must be it. we stopped, we pulled over, we took pictures, and then we realized we're like, 
this is not the bridge. I'm like, maybe we should just continue because it says we're st like still like half a mile away. And then we continue and then we see the actual bridge. But I thought that was a lot of fun. I, was, I also just really enjoyed that drive because we got some really great pictures of the water. You're like hanging over it. You're like on a mountain, but still on the beach. A very cool drive that I thought was very worthy of our list. Yeah, I mean, you drive through the mountains and up, so that's kind of cool because, yeah, you know, it's something you don't get to experience every day. Yeah. Okay, uh, my number 14 is Lombard Street and Fay Park. Uh, we did a lot in San Francisco on Friday. Now, this was, we did, <laughs> we did a lot of driving on Friday because we started the day going down to Big Sur, mm -hmm. and then we ended it leaving San Francisco and heading up to Napa. But in between then, we did a lot of driving in San Francisco. Another day where you did a lot of the driving was in the city because I kind of panic drive, and you were very good at handling Lombard Street itself. I got a fun video. Uh, we went do, doing the back and forth thing. Then we took the pictures at the bottom and also saw this little park that it was nice to kind of just stop in and, and check that out because it was like, you know, it was time for us to just hang out together. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, first of all, driving in San Francisco is um, insane. Mm -hmm. I mean, the amount of hills and just like dips and I don't even know, but I love driving in the city. It's no challenge for me. Mm. I enjoyed oh, wow. it. Yeah, I'm a no, pro over here. No challenge for yeah. you. Okay. And now I've conquered another city. Uh, so I think I'm a professional at this point. Wow, good for you. You're, you're just fantastic. Okay, so... Um, my next part, this was part of the, uh, this is number 13, um, yeah, number 13, part of the 17-mile drive in Pebble Beach. Uh, we did a lot of stops, and there were a lot of really cool things. It was hard to, hard to cut a couple things out, but I really liked the ghost trees, where it was like a fog coming off the mountains and hanging around the trees that, like, you couldn't see all the way at the top, and you couldn't, like, it, it was just a very cool scene, and um, it was a tie between that and the lone cypress tree. I kind of put those in together, because those were two really cool, like, things to see on that drive, on a drive that was very cool and was one of the highlights of the trip, you know, altogether. I mean, the lone cypress tree is just really cool, because it's out on a cliff, kind of like in the middle of nowhere with nothing else surrounding it, which is why it's called the lone yeah. tree. But, um, and then the ghost trees were really cool because they're all, there's no leaves or anything on them. It's basically just like, I guess the trunks, but they just keep going. I don't know how to describe them. They're very eerie looking, especially with the fog over the water. Yeah. Yeah. But they were really cool. Okay. So my next one, 15, 14, 13, 12. Number 12, we're going back to San Francisco, uh, back to you driving when you conquered the wall. Yes. Uh, so I wanted to give this one its own like section because I thought it would be, I, I, it was so different from Lombard Street because we're going down and then to conquer the wall, we went up and this isn't like a landmark or anything. It's just a regular street in San Francisco, except it's like at a, you know, 90 degree angle. Oh, for um, sure. And it was pretty wild and sam was at a time wondering should we go around should we turn and take a smaller hill and then a smaller hill to get up and you were like no i'm doing this my dad did this i can do it too and i was so proud of you for taking that on because it was it was very steep and we were in an uber earlier and you said 
you know, hey, people do this every day. So I was really happy that you took that on and, and powered through it. It was, I was very impressed and I was proud of you. Thank you. There was a moment where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this. And then you're right. I was like, nope, I'm conquering my fear and we're going to do this. And if we die, we die. <laughs> if we die, we die. If he, if he dies, he dies. No, we, we handled, you handled it really well. And it was such a cool moment. I had a lot of fun capturing it on, on social media too. Um, Number 11, this is, it's kind of like a, uh, this is going to be a little pit stop in our little, uh, in my list here, because it's finally getting in bed after the flight <laughs> into San Francisco. Now, this, this list has a lot of really fun things, but that flight was awful, okay? And I hated, like, the seat, like, the seats, the four hours of delays, Everything was terrible going in. And just being able to just fall down on that bed at 4 a.m. Was, was a real highlight of the trip. Yeah, because you're missing that after being delayed for four hours and then having the six-hour flight. We then had a almost two-hour drive to get yeah. to our final destination. Yeah, that's right. I so mean, we were up by that point almost a full 24 hours. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised it's not a little bit higher up on your list because that was one of the best feelings in the world. It's it, just it, diving it, into bed. It was. I mean, and but it's something I we do plenty is, you know, falling into bed after you're tired. Yeah. So it, it, it was a feeling I'm used to, but that one was just, like, different because I was texting my friends who were getting up for work, and we were just getting in. Now, there's a three-hour time change, but still, like, I got <laughs> I got into bed, and Chris Heine and Bill Meter are already on their way to work. Like, it was it was a little much, and I'm like, let's... We didn't even sleep much that night, and then we had a big day ahead of us. Yeah. So, no, I think it's great you added it to the list. Yeah. So, the reason I added that is because I also want to take a little pit stop. I did a top 15, but then I did little little... Break points as well. So before we get to the top ten, I want to talk about my bottom five moments of the trip. Okay, all right, and I want to see what you think after I say this. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, number five for me was no Giants game. I really wanted to see uh, the baseball stadium there, um, and I, I have like a thing of touring baseball stadiums. It was a real big chance to go see that one that everyone loves. Uh, it's called, um, P not PNC Park, uh, it used to be Candlestick Park, and that's what I still call it anyway, but I just, I really wanted to go, and I didn't show, like, and I knew they didn't have a game, so I was like, you know, I wasn't going to show how much I was bummed, but I was very bummed that they didn't have a baseball game, because that's one stadium I would have really liked to see, and uh, not going to have a lot of chances to cross it off the baseball stadium tour. Yeah, that's a shame. I mean, I definitely would have went because, like I said, I, I've seen everything in San Francisco. I would have just been like, how are we going to fit this in with everything else that we had going on? Yeah, it was tough. My number four on the bottom five list is the renovations at the Vista Blue <laughs> Spa. For some reason, oh, less than a week before our spa reservation, they called you up or emailed you and said that they don't have the, um, like, soaking baths ready for us that were supposed to be part of our massage and part of our like spa stay there and look we still had a great spa experience but like that really was a bummer because that was one of the reasons we went there and then they had these like quote-unquote renovations going on where the tubs weren't ready and I was kind of bummed about that uh yeah I was extremely bummed when I got this email not even a week before we were you know, leaving. Mm -hmm. And that was the whole reason why I picked that package. It was yeah. like a nice 
soak in a bathtub with like all these wonderful things that they add to it to help relieve stress and then you go get your 80 minute massage so I was angry and I let the woman know that and she did hook yeah. us up a little bit uh, but yeah it was a bummer yeah my number three on the bottom five for me is the in and out fries like <laughs> don't even get me started with in and out fries I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get you too started because I'm sure we'll talk about this <laughs> later but in and out fries aren't good no, and awful. we we made that a like a, a pinpoint on our list like we were supposed to go the first night but since of all the plane delays we couldn't um then we we're like okay maybe we'll take it on the way up to san francisco but we're like nah you know what we want to have lunch in san francisco so let's save bur- in and out till after so there was a long wait for in and out burger and while you know burger aside you know however you think about the actual burger those fries sucked there were some of the worst fast food potato I have ever had. Maybe the worst. Oh, it's absolutely the worst for me. Yeah. And, I mean, with how crowded it was, they were pumping out fries, like, fresh. Yeah. So those were fresh ones, and, and that just they makes it even worse. They, they didn't were that take, bad. They didn't taste like they were yeah. fresh. I mean, it we'll tasted like this later, but mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not a huge fan of it at Okay. My uh, number two on my bottom five is not finding street corn. That was a real <laughs> bummer because Sam made it a point that we were going to find street corn. So what did what did we do? Do you want to do this? Was kind of your adventure. So do you want to walk them through, uh, our our listeners, what we did to find the street corn? Well, it all started because we were at a certain place and mm-hmm. I saw a flyer for a street corn festival. Yes, that was happening in a couple weeks. They call mm-hmm. it, what do they call Elote. it? Elote. Elote. Um, don't love the name, but whatever. it is what it is. Doesn't yeah. flow off the tongue. But because I saw this, I was like, I've always wanted this. I feel like this is a place that would have it. It's California. So we asked the woman if she knew anywhere we could find it, and she was like, just go to the mission. And, yeah. you know, I've only been to San Francisco once. You've never been there. I have no idea what the mission is. So when we Ubered, I just put in the mission, and yeah. he dropped us off basically, like, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And we went on a exploration yeah, we to th- find this corn. They dropped us off in a residential neighborhood. So that was the problem at first because we're like, okay, where this is supposed to be something. Then we looked it up and we're like, okay, we're not far from where he was supposed to drop us off. But then when we walked there, um, there were no like street vendors of food. Anything that was on the street was like buying toys or shit, like like or beads fruit. or fr- fruit was really the yeah. only thing. And it was like, or like ice pops or something. Like th- those were really the only things you could buy on the street. And that's we were looking for the street corn. Now, um, Jonathan, our you know favorite <laughs> Uber driver of all time, later told us that it's not very popular around here and it's more of an LA thing. That made me feel a little bit better because I was like, at least we didn't. At least it's not like we couldn't find it. Yeah, it's just not a thing up there. Yeah. So I could like I'm like you know I could swallow that better. But it was still a real bummer because we spent like over an hour kind of doing this and. Uh, you know, in a day where we were doing so much, it's like, wow, I can't believe we did all that and we spent an hour looking for corn that didn't exist. We came up empty. We came up empty. All right. But my number one thing, as as disappointing as that one, there is nothing worse about this trip than the plane etiquette we had from our surrounding people. Between the two guys that had to trade seats so they could sit behind you and talk the entire flight to the girl in front of you who had zero 
zero seat back etiquette. I mean, every time the the stewardesses would come up, they'd be like, "Can you put your seat back up all the way up, please?" And she'd move it up, and then she'd move it right back into your face. That was driving me nuts. I can't even imagine what it was driving you. Um, uh, to the point where every time I put my leg out, like there'd be people like tripping over me. I'm like, "Go! Don't go to the bathroom on the flight." Go to the bathroom before the flight so you don't have to go to the bathroom on the flight. There were there was a line yeah. at one point of like eight people deep. I'm like, what are you doing? There was a certain point where people were like, okay, this is bathroom time, and the whole plane got up. It was it was wild. And I my in my mind I was like, oh, Jake is probably like fuming inside. I was not happy. Not to mention like I know this is less etiquette and more just like you know bad luck, but the waiting for the plane. And, and, like, seeing the plane ready and then, like, not – oh, oh, the thing that got me the most about the plane etiquette, we were ready to roll early on the way back to New Jersey. We were – everyone was in their seats except two people. And we had to wait for those two people, which cost us, like, 15 minutes, which isn't a big deal except when you're sitting there and waiting and then you see the last two people come on the plane. You're like, I hate those two people. But it blew my mind because – I thought that they, like, closed the doors at a certain point, and that's it. And I thought that that time had passed, and it was, like, now the time to take off, Mm -hmm. and we were still waiting for them. So I don't understand this. I was very confused that they were just, like, willing to wait when it's, like, listen, it was a 5.30 flight, and 5.32 they're walking on the plane. I'm, like, no way. Yeah. I mean, they missed boarding. They missed boarding, and yet they were still out on plane. So plane etiquette was by far my bottom. Um, I agree with you on that. In what was great. what was a phenomenal trip, and we had so much fun. There was a certain bottom five, and that was it. Um, so, if you guys have bottoms and certain things you hate about your vacations and your trips, I want you to comment below. Whether this is on Instagram or Snapchat or uh, my SoundCloud page, tell me what do you think is the worst things you've encountered on vacations. All right, so. Back to the top 10 because, you know, we have really good things to get to. So for the trip, the number 10, I really liked the walk we did from Chinatown to the wharf to taking pictures of Alcatraz. I just had so much fun doing that because we didn't have a plan. I was a little worried because we had a my, our car in the garage and we're like, well, we need to get to the garage before they close the garage. And you were telling me, like, don't worry. It only takes a half hour to get there. Uber... They're all around. We'll be fine. Let's just go walk and have fun. And I had so much fun walking around the wharf. I thought that was such a cool little experience and um, and t- took a really cool picture in front of Alcatraz, which I thought was uh, one of my favorite pictures that we, we actually took uh, just because it's it's very cool and it was eerie and spooky. the clouds and spooky. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really cool. What do you think? I love the whole Chinatown part. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that part. What was What did they call their Little Italy? Um, it's not Little Italy. It's like Northern Cal or oh, something. Oh, North Beach? Yes. Yeah. Good, yeah. good mind. North Beach. Yeah. So I like, I, yeah, the whole walk was great too. I Ooh. wanted you to get to Fisherman's Wharf so bad. Aside from the fact that I got played, one of those guys got me with the, oh, you did. oh man, you want to explain easy. that? You're yeah. So easy. I, I'm a little easy. Um, I don't, well, I was ahead of you a little bit, so I'm not a hundred percent sure, but what did the guy say to you? He was like, excuse me, sir. And, and I thought he was pointing out like I dropped something. And he was like, I got to write you a ticket. And I'm like, a what? 
And he's like, you're not having enough fun. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. He's like, he's like, I tell you what, instead of a ticket, why don't you? And I'm like, oh, God damn you. <laughs> and he really got me because it was one of those, like, donate things. But it was like Food Bank of America. So It, it was, was like, really nice. But yeah. I, and I, I just walk around with my mean face on and I don't talk to anybody because I don't like to fall into these si- traps. You're a city slicker. You're, yeah. You go to work in the city. I'm so, in Red Bank. I don't get paused on the street at all. Yeah, so it was a little funny to watch you get duped by somebody. <laughs> yeah, I got duped. I felt really embarrassed afterwards. You made fun of me and, uh, well. you know, it, it happens. Uh, but that walk around Fisherman's Wharf uh, and, and Chinatown, just a really fun little San Francisco walk where we, we walked a good amount that day. Oh, it's definitely, I feel like, more than two miles. Yeah, yeah, like for sure. For just that walk of Chinatown and Little Italy. Which leads me to my next one. Number okay. nine on my favorite thing is when Sam couldn't take it anymore and just yelled, My feet firkin' hurt! <laughs> So, do you remember where we were when you said that? Weren't we in the car? We were in the car, and but but where were we leaving? Oh, it was at the gas station. Was it? I think it was at the gas station. We got our car. We were tired. We had been walking around for ever, basically, in San Francisco, and Sam was just had enough. Like, my feet freaking hurt, and I just lost my mind. And it was one of the funniest things. I know it's like. Not really a, a site that you could see like a lot of these this things. Is on your list. It's on my list because it was so one of the. It's, it's really funny, and I wanted to embarrass you. Uh, okay, so anyway, all right, number eight. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong because I think I got the name wrong, but I think it's Lipo was the uh, bar we went to in Chinatown. I have no idea how to pronounce it. I think it's, it's Lipo. Lipo. Okay, Lipo. Um, and we had, we didn't really have a plan when we went to Chinatown. In San Francisco. And... Well, we were going to start at Tonga Room. Right. And they didn't open until 5. Yep. <laughs> and it was about 3, 3.30 at the time. We're like, well, let's not waste this. How far are we from Chinatown? So I I pulled a little maneuver. I was pretty proud, proud about this move. Where I walked inside of the hotel and then walked out so that the valet could ask me if they could help me with anything. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a pro-brainy move. Um... And I said, yeah, you know, I want to walk to Chinatown. Where is that? And the guy was like, you're yeah, actually pretty close. So we walked down a giant hill. It was crazy. And then we made it to like the very, I guess, western or no, uh, eastern end of Chinatown and walked the whole strip. And it was a lot of fun. I texted my friend saying, all right, who's been to San Francisco? Who wants to tell me where to go? And two of my friends actually had been to this bar. So I was like, all right, sounds like we should check it out. We went inside. It was a very cool little place. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a, the original Chinese Mai Tai, which was really good. And uh, Lucky Buddha beers, yeah. which taste like Heineken. <laughs> and, uh, but they're served in a glass that looks like Buddha. And that was really cool. It was just was a good. fun little bar. And it was nice to just stop and get a drink and... We ended up having the coolest little bartender, and she taught us how to say uh, bottoms up in Chinese, which we immediately forgot how to say. Um, I think it's yim sung. Yim sung. Yeah, it is yim sung. Uh, I think. <laughs> and I wanted to say our uh, bartender's name was Jennifer, but that's not true. No, that's not it at all. <laughs> There's no way she was a Jennifer. I was like, I was like Jennifer. I'm like, no, she's like. 
like straight out of Asia. And I don't and, think like, I don't think they like, named their kids sixty or seventy. Yeah. There's not really many Jennifers that age. <laughs> right, good point. But that was such a fun part of our day. It was great. I loved it inside. It was very dive barish, but you know, with the Chinese. Yeah, like well, art, you know? art, and yeah. everything. It was awesome. So that actually brings me to my next little sub list. Um, we had a lot of drinks out in California. But I put together a little top five drinks list because in that bar we had the Chinese Mai Tai and we had the Buddha beer. So my top five beverages are as followed. Now there are a lot of things involved, but I'm going to give my number five as a tie between the Chinese Mai Tai and the Buddha beer, which we just kind of spoke on. Buddha beer wasn't really anything special. It was just, it was fun. Yeah. And the Chinese Mai Tai was really good. So I gave them a tie for number five. What do you think? Well, I have to hear the rest of the list. I agree. You know, they should be on the top five. Did you like your Chinese Mai Tai? I loved it, yeah. 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 Okay. My number four was, uh, it was the Castle Rosé, which, <laughs> or no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was the Castle Sweet Wine. Is that what? I think that was what you liked yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. I didn't love it as much as the rosé. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not a huge sweet wine person anymore. Yeah. Um. But as you being a noob, oh, uh, it's great for you, okay. and you know it also got you into wine. So mm-hmm. I really can't complain. It was good. Um. I would probably put the mai tai before that. Okay. Interesting. Um. My number three was uh Sam's twenty eight dollar cocktail from the Fish Hopper. <laughs> that was one of the best drinks I have ever I didn't had. Realize it was that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it until now. It was so good though. It was really good. And they served it in such a really cool vessel. It was a pineapple that like you take the top of the pineapple off and put it into the other part of the pineapple. It was very fun. I'm sorry. It was a gold pineapple. It was a gold pineapple. Only the best. Yeah. Only the best for you. And it was called, because we went to the fish hopper, and it was called a hopper tie. Yeah. So it was their take on a Mai Tai, and it was very good. Can I just say how much I love the fact that you're into Mai Tais? Because I'm into Mai Tais. Since when? Since this trip? I've always been into Mai Tais. I've never seen you have a Mai Tai before. Go listen to episode six when Bill crashes the episode. Bill Mead, big Mai Tai fan, started when Pat went to San Francisco, and he had Mai Tais out there, and now our group is a big Mai Tai fan, especially since we go to Boathouse to order Mai Tais, and they don't know how to make them, so they just put a ton of shit into a mug glass, put a little, like, you know, fun straw in it and call it a Mai Tai. It's never the same thing. And we just always drink it anyway. All right. Well, I've just learned something new about you. Look at that. Over a year in and we're still learning stupid stories like that. Okay. Number two. I'm going with the Castle Rosé. I know I graded the sweet wine higher at the time that we were grading them in the castle. But I had more fun drinking the rosé with you afterwards when we bought a bottle of the rosé that I think I changed grades, and I said, you know what, this rosé is bumping up. Plus, rosé is more popular than sweet wines. You uh, are the whitest girl <laughs> I've ever met. You know, I've been told that before. <laughs> and I've been called the whitest girl you know by my cousins, a few of them, Adele and Caitlin. I'll have to give them a nice little shout-out because... I've been known to be the whitest girl you know, and uh, this is certainly not helping me, the fact that I'm waning off beers and going more towards 
California rosés. Well, I'm not complaining because... I was going to say, yeah. I I want a wine-drinking partner sometimes, so Mm -hmm. I'm not complaining. It's just really funny how this is all coming to be. Yeah, well, get used to it. All right. My number one. Now, there were a lot of... We had a lot of drinks. We had a lot of wines at the castle. I know what your number one's going to be. Yeah, of course you do. Um, We had a fun sangria when we were at at, um, doing the street meet, the tacos... We had, I had a special drink when we were at the fish hopper. So there are plenty of different beverages we could try, but the margaritas mm-hmm. at Luke's wedding. Yeah. That's, you knew I was going to yeah. say that. Luke and Michaela's wedding was at a vineyard and we were thinking we're probably going to have wine there. Now we wanted to try the wines there and we did and they were good, but the margaritas they're making were so good and we ordered a lot of those they had to a cut off people during the dinner, and b ran out of tequila altogether. They did, but those tequila, those margaritas were so good, and it made me jump back on the margarita slash tequila train. Well, margaritas are tough because some people use way too much of like the sweet and sour mix, and mm-hmm. that's when it's just like, oh, these aren't that great. But if they use like fresh lime juice. With it, it makes it so much better. And that's what they were using, like, at the wedding. Yeah. It was so good. It was a very fresh margarita. It was not sour at all. Uh, Very tasty. And we didn't go with salt on the rim. Don't need salt on the rim with a margarita. I drink out of a straw, so what's the point of having the salt? Yeah. I I don't want want the salt on the rim when I'm drinking a margarita. I'm like, I like the taste of the margarita. I don't need the salt. So, anyway, that was our top drinks of the list how did you feel my rankings were was i missing something was something out of place um i think i would have put the mai tai a little bit higher okay in my opinion the chinese mai tai yeah Mm -hmm. i would have put it maybe before some of the wines okay um but it could just be because i enjoy a cocktail that's fine there's nothing wrong with that okay so got a couple left here all right now you're gonna you're gonna laugh at some of these. My number seven favorite moment was Sam swindling the parking in, <laughs> in Monterey. Oh no, we're gonna get arrested. No, They're coming for us. Nope, it's fine. So what happened was <laughs> we we need to park. We had our uh, we had our lunch coming up, and then and then we were like going right to the massages. So we're like we need to find parking. We need to get to lunch because we had kind of a packed day ahead of us on Thursday. So what we did was we just pulled up to the valet of the hotel that the spa we thought was at and said, okay, yeah, can we park our car? Can you take our car? We're, we're going to the spa. And they're like, okay, great. Just take this card, get it validated from the spa, and you won't have to pay for parking. And we're like, perfect, great. So we held on to that, go to lunch, find out, yeah, that's definitely not the spa we're going to. But can't worry about it now. They have our car. We'll worry about it later. So after lunch and after walking around Monterey, which was a lot of fun, just checking it out, it was a very cool town. It reminded me a lot of like LBI, yeah, but of the Pacific Coast. I thought I thought it was just cool. It was a lot of fun walking around that after doing a very picturesque drive in the morning. And when it came time to pay for parking, we're like, "Oh, uh, we gotta go." And how did how did it go when they had our car for us? Well, I wasn't going to pay for parking. We were barely there like two hours. 
So I went up to the valet guy and I gave him the ticket and he was like, oh, good. Your car is actually right out here. Yep. Yeah. So he handed the keys to me and then we started to walk away and he was like, oh, wait, you didn't get it signed by the spa. <laughs> and I think I was like, I didn't. And he was like, I was like, that's weird. <laughs> and he was like, okay, no problem. I'll get it signed for you. And oh. I turned to Jake. I was like, get in the car, get in the car. We have to go. You know, going into that, you were not going to lie. You were like, we'll hand well, them the thing. And then if they, if like, if they ask us, we'll tell the truth. But if they don't ask us, we'll, we, we won't do anything. We'll just give them the card and we'll take our key. I was nervous that they would be like, well, hold on a second. We'll call up to the spa. Right. And then be like, did you have a Miss Swayze there? And they'll be like, no. And then I'm like, oh, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> but you know what? We got away with it. It was just a lot of fun. It set up a lot of fun for the whole weekend. felt dangerous. Yeah, it did feel dangerous. All right. My number six moment, just on top of the top five, dancing at Luke's wedding. We owned the dance floor from the first song to whenever we left. <laughs> um we started with some Michael Jackson, with some some of the the old tunes. The band was pretty good. They took a lot of breaks, which we didn't love about the band because we we're like, hey, we're getting in our groove, and they keep on taking breaks. So I didn't like that. But the songs they're playing, good songs. We're dancing to. We're having a lot of fun out there. We dominated the dance floor to a point where. We were the only ones on the dance floor at one point. When they were looking to take a break, we're like, no, keep it coming. And what was – it was Billie Jean when, when oh, like, everyone yeah. went to go sit down and you and I were alone on the dance floor and I was having so much fun with you. And people eventually came back onto the dance floor and we were like, good, we kept the party alive. Let's go get another margarita and then go back to dancing. And I was dancing with a blanket wrapped around my shoulders That's the entire true. time. That's true because it got That's pretty talent. cold. It was outdoors. It was a very picturesque wedding and it was so pretty to look at. Uh, we were worried about being hot. Turns out, nope. Sam was cold, and I was willing to give her my jacket, but when we saw that a couple other girls were grabbing blankets that the uh, the winery was supplying, I was like, all right, perfect. I'll grab you a blanket, and we'll be set. So, tell me, top five. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, top five. Here we go. All right. These are some really great ones. We're going back to Chinatown. We're walking around. Number five moment was Sam yelling Jamon Lee about 20 <laughs> times at every Asian she could find in Chinatown. It was very racist. I, I can't believe you yelling at them. I can't believe you said it that many times, no. that loud, no. just yelling in this people's is, faces. This is over-exaggerated <laughs> to the max. That's not what happened. You would like stop and look at something and I would like, like, Jamon Lee, Jamon Lee. <laughs> Doing her best Chris Tucker impression. I mean, we're already towering over everybody in Chinatown. True. <laughs> so we didn't have to stick out anymore. But Sam, you really have a great sense of humor. Thank I really you. appreciate that about you. And the fact that you could quote Rush Hour 2 that like quickly and that like on the dot, uh, I thought was a very special moment to me. Uh, <laughs> uh Charlie Swinkowski's probably not listening to this podcast, but he will really appreciate that joke. And if you were, you know, if he was there in Chinatown, he would have been laughing. Yeah. So to be clear, not yelling at the Asians, yelling at you. <laughs> All right. My number four. My top four are very close. Like any of these could have been number one, but it was it, it was a very tight race. All right. Number four was the castle tour yes. of the winery. 
So we went to Castellana de... <laughs> we can't Ar- ever get the name right. <laughs> Armadillo. <laughs> I forget the name of it. Well, I feel like it was like Castello de Amorosa or something Yeah, like that. I think that's... It's definitely Amorosa. Just um, Google Castle Winery in Napa, California. And yeah. It comes up. And it was really beautiful. The tour was so much fun. We had a really good tour guide. Yes, shout out um, to Joe. To Joe K, K. A.K.A. Jack. Jack, because when he signed it, I thought it said Jack. But, you know, that's actually Joe K and Jack look very similar. So I, I don't think I deserve much blame there, especially since no one else said his name the whole time. No, especially since he introduced himself as Joe. So, yeah, I could totally <laughs> see how you would... He was a great tour guide. He was. Um, he was very conversational. He's he was really cool to us because there was about like fifteen people on our tour. Um, he did not drink as much as he said he was going to. Yeah. You know, he kept on saying like, "I get paid to drink with my customers," and I was like, uh, "You know, you know, you point out he didn't drink at all." Yeah, I think he had just one. I guess tasting with you us. You know, what? he did say he had two more tours that day, so maybe he was like, "I'm gonna slow it down because I have more tours." Yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll say, but. It was a great tour. Uh, it was a very cool castle. So obviously, you know, America's not really known for our castles, but this guy, the whoever bought this winery and built this all up, had made this uh, made this castle basically from bits and pieces of Europe and Sp- like you know Spain, Portugal, England, France, wherever he could find like, discount castle parts. It was very strange, but it was so cool because it looked really authentic. It looked like it had been there for hundreds of years. He had a whole torture chamber room of all the things that were actually used to kill people. He had a bunch of knights' armors and suits and everything. He got to see how tiny knights were back in the 1500s. Yeah. You're like, wow, it's crazy to think that, like, the average height of, like, a knight was 5'4". It was wild to see how much we towered over these nights. I was like, oh my god, I'd be like a god back then. <laughs> but it was just like, it was such a pretty castle. We couldn't have taken enough pictures. And we got in early, which was awesome. Because by the time we were leaving, it was packed. Yeah. And I wouldn't have liked it as much as then. And it was a lot hotter then. Yes. But the castle tour was so good. It was the most fun I've ever had drinking wine too. Yeah. And uh, it was your introduction really to yeah, wine. I've had a I've had wine. Well, I know you've had it, but I mean like this was like your first tasting. Oh yeah. And you know, your first time experiencing like many different wines at yeah. once. It was it, a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun and it was by far one of the best moments of this trip. So, what did you think of it? I loved it. And also for anybody going to Napa, you don't even necessarily have to do their tour. I think you can, like, pay a minimal fee just to, like, enter the castle and walk around yourself. So I would definitely check it out if you're there because it's just really beautiful. And we got some wine coming our way in a week or so. We do. Yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun. Shipped us some wine. Shipped us some wine. Never done that before. All right, number three. Um, I mean, it's definitely going to be in your top three, too. Uh, The 80-minute massage at the Vista Blue. Yes. I mean... I, lo- I love a good massage. I love being pampered to. I love being just like relaxation mode. I've never done a, a massage af- post 50 minutes. I don't so think this, I have either. This was another half hour on top of the longest massage I've ever had. It was a very good massage. Uh, they gave us these neck pillows that were dynamite. We're going to have to look Heated up. Heated neck Heated neck pillows. And the beverage... Of the orange infused water, whoa! 
you know how I feel about that. You don't like it. I love it. Chocolate covered strawberries. Hot tub afterwards. Well, I mean, the hot tub is on the rooftop that overlooks the Monterey Bay. Yeah. I mean, it was it was gorgeous up there, and it had a fireplace, mm-hmm. and we were basically the only people in the yeah. spa that day. Yeah. So it was like we had the entire place to ourselves. It did feel, like, very just private the whole time, and I love privacy, too. I mean, almost as much as relaxation, because it just makes it that much better. So they were very nice catering to us, too. Like, all the people that worked there were making sure we're having a good time. And um, I just I, I just thought it was an excellent, excellent day. We were looking forward to it so much. We were worried it was going to let us down. It did not. It was really great. Yeah. The chocolate-covered strawberries were a surprise, because yeah. anytime I called a place to make a reservation, I told them it was our anniversary. Oh, that's which right. Which is not technically a lie. I mean, you know, our official, official one is in, like, a week or two. So we got free chocolate-covered strawberries. We were supposed to get champagne, but for some reason they couldn't get it. Mm, and yeah. at the Fish Hopper, they gave us free dessert for our anniversary. That's true, too. I forgot about the brownie, yeah. Nice little trick for you guys out there. <laughs> yeah. All right, so... My number two, oh, this was really tough because I, I had this at number one until like about an hour ago, um, was driving around Spanish Bay on the 17-mile drive. It was the third spot on the 17-mile drive. Now, going into that, I didn't really know what to expect of the Pebble Beach drive. I knew I wanted to do it because everyone said it's very picturesque. It's it's a fun drive. The whole drive itself was really cool, and I really enjoyed that part. There were so many different parts of it that really stuck out to me, but Spanish Bay was the coolest. It was the third spot. The first two were like up in the mountains, and you could see the water. Then you drive all the way down to the beach, and you see all the pebbles stacked on top of each other. You get to walk walk on like the very white sandy beach, and it was my first time ever going in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, so I went in the ocean. It was very cool, but it was you know very cold water, but really clean, really nice compared to like what we're used to out here of like dark green oceans. This was like a very clear blue. It was so pretty. And it was just the beginning of a very cool drive that we went on that was just like, I I was just like my jaw was on the floor the whole time. I loved it. I had so much fun there. And uh, I think you did too. Yeah, I loved it. It was probably my favorite spot of that drive. Yeah. And we took some pebbles home with us. We did. I mean, you took like a rock that... They had to stop me at security. They almost confiscated at security because they're like, this is the type of rock you bring home to beat your boyfriend with and kill him. Well, I just wanted it as a memento. Yeah. So we both took one. Sam took one that could be confused as a cinder block. But (laughs) regardless, Spanish Bay of the 17 mile drive. If anyone's out there and you're looking to basically spend an hour to an hour and a half just seeing some sights, I would really recommend going to the um, 17 mile drive at Pebble Beach. Uh, it was really great. And it was like 10 bucks yeah. to just drive around. It was very worth it. Um, it's like a national park on the beach, is kind of what I we, we pointed out. All right, my number one thing on the list, it, it going back and forth, this was originally not even in the cards. This was not something we had planned. But after San Francisco, we had some time to kill. We were like, we knew we were never going to make it up in time for the um, out of towners dinner before Luke's wedding. Um, but we also were like, well, why rush to Napa if we really have nothing to do? So we took pictures on the Golden Great Gate Bridge, which was so foggy you could barely see anything. 
And we're like, fine, we might as well just drive up and drive past this and see what's going on because we're done with San Francisco. We did everything we could possibly do in San Francisco. And then we get through the Golden Gate Bridge, which was, it looked like like a scene from like a horror movie because it was so cloudy. You could barely see anything in front of you. But we get past the bridge and we see like a beam of sunlight come through. And all of a sudden you see the most beautiful little town on the edge of the water and Sam was like, let's go to Sausalito. And my number one on this list was just our detour to Sausalito where we went for two, maybe three hours and drove down to drove down the mountain that we had just driven up, drove down the mountain on famous Rodeo Drive, which I, turns out is not the, the famous one. Uh, this was just Rodeo Drive. Um, Rodeo Drive is in Hollywood, apparently. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, okay. Um, yeah, made that mistake. Lesson learned, tough stuff. Um, but we parked. We saw some really cool little bars. We we grabbed some, like, a sweatshirt and a T-shirt to, you know, mark our stay there. Um, a little, like, magnet or... Um, uh, ornament, uh, because we've been collecting a lot of stuff from this trip that we can, you know, uh, commemorate it with. It was just such a beautiful walk at sunset because we originally had plans to, <laughs> we didn't get a sunset moment Thursday because we were supposed to get it in the hot tubs, but it was so foggy. Yeah. And we didn't get our Golden Gate Bridge at sunset picture because it was so foggy there too. So we're like, we didn't have a, a, like a sunset picture until we went down to Sausalito. The pink skies were reflecting off the water beautifully. We had just missed some type of wine in the park night, which everyone seemed like they were having a lot of fun with in like some dog park. But just walking around doing a detour was so much fun. It was it was really a blast. Yeah, I loved it. But, I mean, that was my favorite part of the whole trip, too. It was yeah. just... It was so cool after, I mean, it was so foggy over that bridge. And mm. even when we got over the bridge a little bit, it was like raining almost from like the moisture of the fog. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know if Sausalito is going to be the move. Like if, if it's going to be another foggy place, like, I don't know if it's worth it, but you were kind of like, let's just do it. Mm. And as we started that drive down, I was just like, Jake, look. And it was like crystal clear It was beautiful. Skies. It was so beautiful. We missed our exit. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we had to get, take the next exit, which wasn't a big deal, but it was just like, wow, could you believe what we're seeing? So it was really something else, and that's that's my number one. It was between that, the castle tour, the massage, and Spanish Bay were all really tight in my top five. Those those top four were really, like, could, could go in any order based on what day it was, and we just, uh, we had so much fun on trip. It was really a great trip, but... um. So I want to get to like the superlatives of this trip. But before I get to the superlatives, I know we're running a little long already, but you know, what else Shocker. is new? What else is new with this podcast? Um, when we were in Sausalito, we didn't want to eat like a, a full dinner because we plan on going to In-N-Out Burger. And there were so many things on that trip that were delicious. It was a real good food trip, at least at least for me. What do you think? That was a great food trip. Okay, good. Because I have a top 10 foods of our trip. Top 10? Top 10! Okay. Yeah. Wait, should I just do... No, I'm doing a top 10 because there were so many things. 
Maybe I should do a top five. <laughs> I thought we were just doing superlative for favorite food. Yeah, you know what? That's, I'll just save it for that then because there are so many foods. I'll just give we a lot of shout-outs. give an honorable mention. We'll give honorable mentions and shout-outs. Okay, on to superlatives, all right? Now, very much like high school superlatives, we're going to go through the list and, and pick out what we each feel like is our vote, okay? All right, so I want the prettiest picture, Sam. What was your prettiest picture if you could take of the whole trip go ahead i think it would be it's a tough one because i really loved the sunset um of sausalito and even the sunset in napa yeah um but that like view of when you like first walk on to the spanish bay beach yeah and you're on the beach but like over to the left is all like cliffs and stuff yes like that was probably the prettiest like picture it was really like gorgeous doing that um i will say just like you, the Sausalito walk and having that picture behind us and everything was really pretty. So for argument's sake, I'm going to go with Sausalito. Okay. But I, I'm with you on Spanish Bay because it was a really beautiful beach. Uh, had it been sunset, I might feel differently. Uh, but Sausalito really owned it with that like sunset picture. And the fact that like the whole town was so pretty. It was, you know, I was telling you, it's like, it looked like an Italian Cape May to me. Cape May is such a nice, pretty little short, not shore, but southern New Jersey shore town, I guess. And this was like, it, it had a very Italian vibe to it. And just a picture over the water, how everything was right on the water there uh, was, to me, it was like, wow, this feels like home almost. Yeah, I mean, that was a tough one for me to pick because that was so pretty too. But the, I think Spanish Bay was the first we got to really, like, experience, like, the true California coast. True. So. True. Okay, so what is your best food of the list? I mean, if we don't have the same one, I'm going to be shocked. Yeah. But the gnocchi that we had, the, the truffle gnocchi. gnocchi. The truffle gnocchi. Oh, my God. Truffle gnocchi. <laughs> so the name of that restaurant was... Little Napoli. Little Napoli's. And it was very some very good foods now we went in knowing we had to get the gnocchi and had to get the garlic bread garlic bread wasn't phenomenal yeah, it, was it was just pretty standard it was pretty standard garlic bread it was actually you know not below sh- average not sure bread. why it's famous not sure why it's famous but regardless they made up for it with the gnocchi because we didn't love our dinner that much no but the gnocchi the gnocchi appetizer when i took the first bite I didn't say a word because I felt guilty that I had been enjoying a no, uh, something in my life that Sam had not yet enjoyed. So I was speechless. I didn't want to say a word. I didn't even look at you. I was just like, you have to try this gnocchi. I can't talk to you until you try the gnocchi because it felt selfish. <laughs> That's how good the gnocchi was. Yeah, you were really, really taken back by the gnocchi. Okay, so I want you to give me a second one because we knew the gnocchi was going to be the answer. So give me a second food that you thought was like, wow, flat uh, out awesome food. Okay, I loved, um, and maybe I'm forgetting something here, but I loved the, um, at the taco truck, the, oh, sure. their fry nachos. Carne like asada french fries, yeah. Yeah, but like, didn't they call them like fry nachos or something? It was like, yeah, yeah they're like carne asada nachos. It was nacho basically fries. like the base was french fries and then mm-hmm. you had carne asada meat on top with um, cheese and avocados and sour cream and it was so good. Yeah. It was it, so good. It was really great. Um, 
I, I thought those were good. I thought the street tacos were really were good, all, too. Yeah, if we want to put that whole meal together, that was great. Now, you didn't love In-N-Out Burger, uh, but I liked the burger itself. Now, I didn't... Didn't love? <laughs> I think I detest In-N-Out now. Okay. Sam is very much against I am so In-N-Out. over it. That was the second time I had it. The first time I had it, I was like, I don't understand the hype. I, and now this was the second time. I was like, I'm going to give it another shot. Besides the fries, like, the burger is a good burger. What I think sets it aside from everybody else is the animal sauce, and I just don't get it. Like, yeah. I don't love it. It's I not don't phenomenal. get it. Yeah. I don't really ever want to go back to an In-N-Out, okay. and I think it's just highly overrated. If I had to pick a top food outside of the gnocchi, which is tough because the gnocchi was that good, there were a lot of things. My halibut lunch was really tasty, and I was really proud of you for trying fish and liking it because this was big. I st- I now like wine, and we have found a fish that Sam likes. I knew she was going to like Alaskan halibut. She did like this. This is the summer of Sam liking fish, and this was a great start. But my number one food after the uh, gnocchi was the clam chowder. Oh, you at, love the at, the, at yeah. the fish hopper. I love a good clam chowder. That was the best soup I've ever had. See, that was tough for me because I originally, I don't really love. That deserves being called famous okay. because that was good. Like famous garlic bread? Nah. Famous clam chowder? Hell yeah. They sell it by the buckets. They do. Yeah. I don't really love seafood soup either. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Because I just don't like that fishy taste for sure. certain things. Sure, I get it. But I had it in Boston when I went, and that to me was the best mm-hmm. I've ever had. Okay. So I think Boston beat out this one. Now, one more top food I need from you. I know this is <laughs> – we're going into it a little bit, but I have a lot of notes. Um, there were some very good – desserts and pastries we had now between the chocolate ganache cupcakes at luke's wedding which were very good flourless ones flourless yeah um the blueberry muffins we had the (sighs) next morning and chocolate croissants uh at the buffet which the buffet itself was delicious as well very puffy uh cheesy eggs what was your favorite Oh, and we had cheesecake too. Don't let let's not forget the cheesecake. And we had a, uh, another dessert. I'm the forgetting cannoli, the, oh, um, the black cannoli. And white yeah, cannoli. black and white cannoli. Sam, what dessert? What pastry were you like? There it is. That's the one right there. That's tough because I'm a little biased. I feel because I love cheesecake. Mm-hmm. So and that was a really good one. And it had on top um, was it cherry or raspberry? Uh, I believe it was raspberry. Okay, so it had that on top, which, mm-hmm. you know, just enhances it. Yeah. So I may say that's my number one, but those chocolate croissants that we had. So good. For, yeah, the goodbye breakfast were so good. Those were great. The blueberry muffins were great. But I really think I got to give it up to the chocolate ganache cupcakes because I could pop those forever and i couldn't because we were leaving um but we grabbed a couple and pop up up uh, on the way out those were i think my favorite dessert slash pastry they were really good and it's weird because it's flourless and i feel like when you hear that you're like oh i I don't know i like they were so they were so rich and just like oh they were they were really good other foods i've had on this list were the buffet breakfast which was delicious the caprice salad caprese salad we had which was 
the buffalo on top of the roasted red pepper with the balsamic reduction. Burrata. Buffalo. Burrata. This was buffalo mozzarella. This wasn't burrata. No, it was burrata. Oh, man. We're going to have to look at the menu, but regardless. We've <laughs> got a debate. Regardless, that was yes, one of the better really salads good. I've had. And, um, and you, yeah, it was just, it was, it, it was great. Now, those were all good foods. What was your worst food? So I'm between in and out. <laughs> okay. And um, I did not love the the main course you got at Little um, Napoli, which was like oh god, that it was thing, like yeah. three different kind of I can't remember what they called it exactly. It wasn't but manicotti, they, but, but it that's was kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. And it was three different kinds. Each one was stuffed differently. So I think there was like a veggie one, mm-hmm. a, chicken a chicken and one. something one, yeah. and then a normal like ricotta cheese one. It was very and much then not good. On each one, there was a different sauce. So there was like a red sauce, a white sauce, and a pesto sauce, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to look like the Italian flag it was a just not great not great not, not great, great at all. but that's the one that was like featured on their menu and I guy fieri had it yeah. yeah i was very surprised that that's what guy had i was like boy i hope guy had the gnocchi when he was here because <laughs> like guy would love this gnocchi um i'll say you know what it's between the fries the animal fries from in and out and that for me as well so you know, I'll pick whichever one you're not picking for most disappointing food. Well, I'm gonna go in and out, and you can take. And also, and I'll take the red, white, and green, whatever thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, best drink. I told you mine was the margarita. Yeah. Uh, because you said margarita, which that was probably like up there on mine. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say the original mai tai. The Chinese mai tai. Yes. Yeah. The original. It was. It was really great. The OG. Yeah. Now, did you have a worse drink? Um, I think <clears throat> one of the wines we had, like, while tasting, Yeah. Um, there was a really, really, really dry red one. I can't remember what kind it was. Was it this Sangiovese one no, that we thought I, we were going to like that one and we uh, didn't? Oh, no. No, it wasn't a Sangiovese. Oh. All right, so there was another one we tried. It might have been the Merlot. Oh, it was the and Merlot. And I usually like Merlot. We and both I was gave like, Merlot the, the yeah, lowest grade. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is gross. Yeah. And you really liked the Cabernet, and I thought the Cabernet was a little bit better. The Cabs are my favorite. Cabs are her favorite. What can I say? Okay, so next superlative, and we're moving on. Um, As I just lost the list. Oh, no. Okay. What was your scariest moment? (laughs) Two scary moments come to mind. I hope that you remember one of them i have i have one that really sticks out for me okay so my let me say my scary moment ahead, first yeah. was that hill in san francisco driving up that sure that yeah, street yeah because there was a time as we were going up there where i was like this car might not make it up there and my fear was that we were gonna roll back down into traffic and like that was a rental car, and I was like, there goes my insurance and the car and our lives. And I always had faith in us getting up that hill because mm, we had gotten up. Cer- th- there was a certain part where I was we, like, oh. We had gone up that very same hill earlier that day. In a, in a Uber, though. Yeah. Yeah. One less with, person this time. With someone that drives it every day. I just knew. I was like, just keep going, and I was talking just you through going, it. But that was your scariest going. moment? Yes. Was there something else that stuck <laughs> there's a, out? There's a second one that stuck out. All right. And it was when you were driving, like, on the freeway. Yes. And it was... Up to San Francisco? Yes. What was it? Like a... A hawk? Oh, my God. It was a falcon. <laughs> the falcon. 
almost attacked us on the freeway. I, I was going to go later in that drive, but I'm with you. So we're driving. I'm driving. And we're just in the traffic. And a in falcon. In the zone, too, and, though. Like, I think we were singing. Yeah, we're singing and having fun. And a falcon with a huge wingspan flies and like almost hits the windshield like, like right at the windshield it, like he might have actually touched the hood of the car with his claws his talons i was I, I like freaked out i just stayed straight though the guy behind me i i never talked to him i never made eye contact with him <laughs> but i felt a connection with the guy behind me that was like i got you brother like it's okay and i was like thank you guy in the honda pilot like thank you so much the sound that came out of you was just like I, you were just Go like, ahead. whoa! Like, I don't even, I can't even do it. I was just like, what it was the? It was a very nerve-wracking moment. Yeah. It, it really caught me. Um, that was, that was a scary moment, but it was very short, and it was like, we got over it so fast. For me, driving in those mountains, in, like, in those curves oh, yeah, up to didn't. San Francisco, I was, I was struggling a little bit. You didn't like them. And I did not like that. And for me, I was like, I was going like 35 miles an hour at one point. I was taking it very slow. I was, I was on edge. I, I was not handling it well, but you were, you were helping me out. But for me, that was a pretty scary moment I of the drive. That, yeah, and that was like a full eight miles of just twists and turns. It was a lot of twists and turns, and we're very high up too. It's one thing to be close to the ground and close to the water and do be doing these turns. It's another thing when you're on the side of these mountains and like I want to be seeing all these views, and I'm like I just don't have it in me. So, okay. Um, what would you most like to do again? Now you can make this because it was so much fun you want to do it again or you want to do it over because you think it would be better the next time around. So I have like a, um, a a tough time choosing between two. Sure. I loved Spanish Bay um, that I wish it was like warmer and we could actually like sit on the beach and yeah. like lay out or hang out or whatever on the beach and just mm -hmm. like experience it that way. I feel like I would have enjoyed like some sort of like beach time. Yeah. Um, or just like experiencing the whole moment of like Sausalita again and then also maybe having more time to really like hang out there. Well, that was my answer was definitely doing Sausalito because we it wasn't our plans and I would have loved to do a whole day there where or at least make it to that wine party on the, on the dog park or whatever because yeah. that seemed like a lot of fun and it was happening while we were just walking around. Um had we known we were going there, I think we would have planned it differently. Because uh, also, we weren't dressed to go to a very fancy dinner. Yeah, because they had some nice restaurants. They there. had some very nice restaurants. And I was like, you know what? I don't feel comfortable going in, you know, dressed the way we were. Yeah, so, I agree. Um, I think that's one thing I would like to do again. Especially if, uh, if you were like, hey, Jake, I got us flights. We're going out right now, but we're only going to be there for one day. What do you want to do? I'd say, definitely, let's just go to Sausalito. Let's just do a day there. So I'm with you on that. Okay. Um, so I think this one's... Uh, no, I was going to say one thing that could have gone differently. So I think this is kind of like what we were just saying. Yeah, is there anything just, that you wish would have gone differently? No, I would just say like more time. I feel like... Mm -hmm. Not that we were rushed, but um, that first day we like packed in a lot. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I just wish we had like more time so that not everything was so like rushed. I feel like once we got to the end of Pebble Beach, we were like, all right, we got to like get a move on because our reservation's at two. One thing I, I think I would have liked to do differently was 
we only spent about seven, eight hours in San Francisco and we planned none of it. We kind of just took it with the wind and we knew we wanted to do the food trucks. We knew we wanted to do Chinatown. We didn't really know how and when we were going to do it. I think we should have planned that better, and I'll take the blame for that one. Yeah, I agree with that, that I wish it got, it went better, and I'm going to let you take the blame for that, because I feel like I said to you a thousand times, like, what do you want to do? What do you want to see? Let's plan this out. Now, here's the thing, though. I'll just say this. I didn't know what I wanted to see, because I don't know much about San True, Francisco. True, but I gave you, like, a list of things we could have done. Okay. And... Even at the time when we were, like, in San Francisco, and I was like, what do you want to do next? Like, I feel like you were just like, I'm having fun exploring. I Hey, I was which, having fun. Yeah, I just which feel like... I, I don't doubt, but mm-hmm. I was just like, it. you know, like, I agree. I feel like we could have done it differently and maybe seen more mm-hmm. or gotten to take advantage of, like, more things. Hey, part of it was the fact that we went looking for street corn for over an That's hour. That's true. So, well, I think it's equal parts you and I for, okay. for that. But that's something I wish we would have done differently. Um, what was your most underwhelming thing of the weekend? What part of the weekend to you was like, you, ha- you had it with high regard and it really just, it didn't deliver? I think I might shock you. I'm ready. But uh, the whole like Bixby Bridge yeah. Like, I thought it was going to be ginormous, and mm-hmm. the way that they, like, pan over it in the beginning of Big Little Lies, like, it just looks so different. It didn't feel very special when we were no. there. I was just kind of like, oh. Especially when we stopped at the first bridge. Well, yeah, that wasn't Bixby Bridge, and then mm-hmm. we went to that one. I was just like, these are kind of the same, and, like, this one's supposed to be the famous one. Like, I just, I was underwhelmed. I, I was underwhelmed with that as well. Um, in and out we've kind of already dragged through the mud a little bit. But I knew going into in and out I was going to like the burger and I wasn't going to like the fries. So it didn't really underwhelm me because that's exactly what happened. I still liked the burger. Um, what underwhelmed me was outside our main courses of Little Napoli's. Yeah. Because the the... Appetizers were amazing. Yeah. And the desserts were great, too. And this was something that we had circled as, this is going to be one of the highlights of our eating. Yeah. And uh, we picked two meals to split. One was a meat lasagna. One was the tri-color manicotti type thing. And both, we were just like, neither of these things are all that good. Yeah. So that was a big underwhelming thing. Now, fortunately, the caprese and the gnocchi were amazing. And the desserts were great, too, so that I was like, it's one of the best Nokis I've ever had. No matter what else happens, this doesn't matter. But a little underwhelming. I agree. Yeah. Okay. If you had one more day on this trip, what would you have liked to add? Because as the listeners are hearing, we did a lot out there. But it was all in a small amount of time. Let's say we had Wednesday as well. What would you like to do? I think I said it a little bit before. I mean, weather permitting, I would have liked to like gotten in like the beach, beach or something day. and just yeah. kind of like a, a chill day. I think because we were there. running around so much, like a chill day would have been nice. Yeah, I was thinking I was gonna make my answer more wine touring and more wine. That country. would be my number two mm-hmm. because there was also some other really cool wineries. Yeah, I think uh, I think that would have been a good answer. But you know, I, I'm with you very much on a 
beach relaxation day, going around Monterey, kind of just checking out the stores, and just more time doing that. I think that's what I would have as my extra day. All right. Um, your favorite moment of the trip. It could be a one individual thing. It could be a certain drive we did. It could be whatever. What was your favorite moment of the whole thing? I'm going to say the Pebble Beach drive because it was like the first thing that we like did and I just felt like it was really special and it was like, you know, we were seeing things for the first time together and you were seeing like yeah. the Pacific coast for the first time. And I just really enjoyed like that whole 17 mile drive. It was really great. And it was, it was so much fun. Um, my favorite moment was you and I were just talking and all of a sudden you fell asleep and I asked you a question <laughs> and you said, do you have any Tic Tacs? And I was like, what? <laughs> and you pulled a me. So for the listeners out there, when I start falling asleep and try to stay up, I'm like half dream state and half talking to Sam still. And she gives me so much crap for that, that I'm falling asleep on her. So the fact that I was talking to her and she couldn't handle it anymore and she just started falling asleep and started talking to me in dream state and I called her out for it and she knew immediately what she had done. It was such a great moment for me. It was a really funny moment. I have a little bit more respect for you in those moments <laughs> when you are half dreaming, half awake. Thank you. It is a surreal feeling that mm -hmm. I've never felt before. Yeah. And the wine got the best of me that night. Yeah, the wine got the best of you. Um, to be honest, my favorite moment is actually walking around in Sausalito. I just wasn't going to not say that there. So, so yeah, it was a – what a wonderful, wonderful trip. I Amazing. had such a blast. Um, it's, it's funny because it's going to be a really long time before we go back there because we have so many other things we want to do. But – would love to go back again. Yeah, I'm okay really with great. it being a little while. Mm -hmm. We have other things we want to explore. Yeah, that's true. We do have a lot of things we want to explore. Um, okay, so enough with California. We have a couple more segments before I let you go here. We got a long episode, but this was the vacation special with a co-host. What did you expect? So now that we've done the top moments from vacation and our superlatives, I want to get to a new news segment that I'm doing. Okay, on the Jake podcast. And this segment's called News or Not News. All right. Now, the way this goes, it has to be a co host type thing because I need to ask someone a question. I'm going to give you three quote unquote news topics, and you're going to tell me whether those are news or not news. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sound good? Yes. Okay. You got to say yes so that the computer can hear you. Yes. Okay. Thank you. All right. First up, the Parker House in Seagirt, New Jersey, a favorite bar of mine, recently has changed a lot of their rules. They no longer allow people upstairs, and that takes off basically half the bar. Now, there's a vote coming to town whether or not they're going to get a second liquor license for the upstairs. That, I believe, is on June 12th. Uh, recently, I have heard quotes that the Park House stinks now, and uh, you should, quote-unquote, go home, losers. Uh, from a anonymous friend of mine. Uh, also, my sister, who is in the like prime age of Parker House goers of like 24, 25, she is now trending in other directions. Sam, is this news or is this not news? 
I think it is only news for Monmouth County, so it should be in, like, Monmouth County Gazette or something like that. Okay, first of all, Monmouth County is my bubble. My bubble's all that matters, so it's news. No, there's a whole world outside that bubble, Jake. Incorrect. The bubble follows me wherever I choose to go. I don't think it's really news for anybody else who doesn't really live in the surrounding towns. I know that certain people come from, you know, up north to come to Mm -hmm. Parker House, but I feel like it really affects the towns around it, so I only think it's news for them. Well, I think it is news. (laughs) You don't say. Okay. My next piece of news or not news... James Holzhauer was on Jeopardy and had won 32 straight episodes. His total winnings was $2.4 million. He came just short $60,000 of Ken Jennings' overall winnings and just short of Ken Jennings' overall stay on the show. But he now owns the top 10 winningest episodes in Jeopardy history. Is this news? It is news. Yeah. I love this. I think this is great. I think anybody who could stay on Jeopardy that long is newsworthy. Yeah. But it's just a game. You know, these things happen. Jeopardy has an episode every week, every ep- every day. Yeah, but not every person on the show stays on for, what was it, how many weeks? 32 ago? straight episodes. Yeah. So. He won every episode in the month of May. Yeah. So I think that's news. Yeah. I think it is too. He was a lot of fun to watch because he had just some absolutely dominating episodes and it had people tune in. I mean... Okay, a little subset of this one. Now, a guy on Twitter, his name is Darren Ravel. He covers a lot of sports, but he, he, like, covers weird things about sports. He doesn't, like, give you what's happening in a game. He gives you, like, oddities and dumb things. And he spoiled this episode by saying saying James Holzhauer was going to lose tonight. People freaked out. Because they hadn't seen the episode. And I said, why are you spoiling it? He goes, it was aired in Montgomery, Alabama this morning at 10 a.m. So it's out there so I can tell everyone I want. Do you think he's allowed to do that? No. I don't don't like anybody who does spoilers. I feel like you have maybe like a week top to like, um, to, uh, like watch the shows that you're supposed to watch. Yeah. Like, you have, like, a week to catch up. Yeah. And then after that, I think it's, like, fair game. But, no, you can't do that the day of. I think with Jeopardy, it's tough because it's something where it's, like, you know, you watch live. So it's, like, it's not like you watch it like a movie where you'll see it tomorrow or something. But you got to give the people that watch it at, like, 99% of the people that watch Jeopardy Watch it at 7 or 7.30. Yeah. So talk about it at 8. Yeah, that's what I mean. He had already written the article, so like he was preparing for this, and it's like, you couldn't wait 12 hours? Yeah, I don't like it. I was very bummed with Darren Ravel, who I already don't like because he's such a weirdo and a loser. Anyway, my final news or no news. Not news. Odell Beckham Jr. is a new Cleveland Brown. He recently skipped OTAs, which are famously voluntary practices. It helps to go to them. It helps, but it's only a week before mandatory practices anyway. Now, he skipped, he went to one day of OTAs, voluntary, and then skipped the last two. Plenty of players, like Le'Veon Bell with the New York Jets, skipped all of the OTAs. Uh, Plenty of Cleveland Browns skipped OTAs because they really don't want to get hurt in the offseason. Now, Odell Beckham showed up for the mandatory practices, as did all the other Cleveland Browns. But what 
all the writers, and excuse me while I cough, thank you, excuse me for coughing, <laughs> all the writers in Cleveland, not all of them, but two in particular, are making a big point of Odell skipping OTAs. Is this news or is it not news? It's not news. It's not news. If it's not mandatory, then then you don't have to go. I mean, I have get invited to things all the time at work that are like not mandatory, and I go to zero of them. Yes. So yes. it's and his job, is, yeah. and it's not mandatory, so you don't have to go. I feel like they just like to make news out of him. Like I know he acts up and he does certain things that you know, cause like some of this to happen, but I feel like they just pick on him. I think you're right. I think there's a lot of picking on him. And um, one thing that I will also point out is the fact that he and Baker Mayfield are inviting a lot of the teammates out to Los Angeles to practice together this summer. So while they, while he might've skipped OTAs in Cleveland, he will be in Los Angeles practicing with his teammates when you don't have to be. Yeah. I think that's something that, not a lot of people pick up on if they want to trash Odell. They pick and choose when they want to trash on him. I agree. And I've been critical of him in the past for some of his sideline, you know, outbursts and stuff. I hated the whole thing with the kicking net and stuff like that. And some of my friends, Tom Scott, individually in, in particular, really doesn't like him. And there are a lot of people that really don't like him. I'm coming around to him because I'm seeing, you know, he had an interview yesterday where he answered everything perfectly and I'm like, you know what? Like I think he's a little misunderstood. And I and that's not the biased Cleveland Browns fan in me saying that, even though I am a very biased Cleveland Browns fan. Okay. So that was a new segment. News or not news. Thank you for trying that out. I think yeah, it went really well. Before I let you go, and before the listeners go, they always come here for one thing and one thing only. It's the Bachelorette review. <laughs> now we're a couple episodes in to The Bachelorette. What do you think about Hannah B. so far? So I came into this season not liking that she was The Bachelorette. She could barely form a sentence on TV. I was very worried and I thought, I haven't had a long reign of watching like The Bachelor, Bachelorette. And I was like, this might turn me off of it. But surprisingly, I've really enjoyed it so far. I feel like yeah. the drama is there. Mm -hmm. the, some of these guys are great mm -hmm. and, like, you know, just dramatic. This whole Luke P thing, like, he, I think he is, like, a psychopath, sociopath, something. I don't know. He creeps me out. But I love the drama that's coming from it. You know, I hated Cam, but love the drama that came from him. Yeah. I'm liking it. They do a great job of keeping you around. This has definitely been very watchable. Yeah. And that's important with this show because... I always feel like The Bachelor is more interesting than The Bachelorette. Sometimes in The Bachelorette, it becomes really clear from the very first episode who is going to get the final rose. This one seems pretty tight right now. Um, that She obviously has a couple favorites, but I could see this going a couple different ways. And, I mean, there was one guy that was kicked off the show that they didn't even answer for. Yeah. Um, and, and we had to read about it online. But it's been entertaining, and we'll definitely have a much bigger talk going into uh, hometowns when I'd love to have you back on the podcast to discuss. Love to. Now, if you had to pick a couple finalists right now, is there anyone that sticks out to you? Yes. I mean, Jed. Jed, yeah. Um, what's 
Peter the pilot. Peter the pilot is is certainly he hasn't had big moments with her yet, I but it's obvious she's yeah, into him. Yeah, she's yeah. really into him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tyler from this last episode that she went on the date with the, the lobster one. Yeah, I think yeah. him. Those are my like top three. Yeah, and then I would add Connor to that as well to be. Um, he was the one that when she had like the sick date. Yeah, forgot about him for a second. I, you know what? I think he's going to be forgotten about a lot, but I think he hangs around and gets the fourth hometown um, okay. with those three and him. Because uh, I think she'll just cut a lot of the drama in the next coming weeks. And uh, that's kind of how I see it going. But they played rugby in this past episode. Sure and there was a Luke versus Luke situation where Luke P. Uh, ragdolled Luke S. by picking him up and throwing him to the ground. Now... You couldn't really see all that happened. Um, look, I'm a rugby player. I, I played in college. I played after college. It is a sport where you need to be 110% when you're on the field or you're going to get hurt because someone else is going 110%. It's not like any other sport where you can go through the motions. Like You can throw, go through the motions in basketball, baseball, you can even do that in football sometimes and not get hurt. In rugby, if you go through the motions, you're going to get hurt. I see what you're saying, but this is also <laughs> bachelorette rugby. They're not professionals or, like, haven't played, like, <laughs> like they didn't choose to play this sport. The look you just gave me was like, Jake, it's the fucking bachelorette. <laughs> and, like, poor Luke S. is, like, tiny. Oh, yeah, he's a really got, small like, guy. you know humbled by Luke P and like I didn't see you couldn't see what happened either but I think it was a nasty play on Luke P's part it it definitely especially since Luke P was like A I don't remember what happened and then like 20 minutes later was like well you were charging at me with fists and he's like do you really think you should be afraid of me like Luke P has the like thighs like Saquon Barkley and he's looking at Luke S saying you're charging at me so I had to pick you up and throw you to the ground and everyone else is like Dude, come on. Like, these excuses are ridiculous. So I thought that was really funny. But it'll definitely be something to watch going forward. Uh, it, it makes me excited for it again. I'm into it. I yeah. like it. I, like, I want to see where it goes. And my final TV review of the week, I want to talk about Chernobyl. Ooh. Just finished up that miniseries. Uh, I, look, I always give anything on HBO. If someone says this is good and it's on HBO, I will give it a try because HBO has earned that right for me to give it, you know, a different, uh, you know, a, a, a look, no matter what it is, so. I really enjoyed Chernobyl. I never learned about it, so I, do, I don't under, I, I talked about it with coworkers today, and I was like, I don't understand why we didn't learn about it, and um, my boss brought up a good point. She was like, <clears throat> Russia didn't want people to know about it, oh, yeah. so they kept it a secret for a long time. And sure. only, like, I know, like, America found out eventually and stuff, but mm-hmm. maybe that's why, like, it was never really taught. But it was a huge, huge deal, and it was only in the late 80s. I know. Or, like, mid to late Yeah, 80s. no, it was, the, it was the 80s. And I, I was, too, wondering why this wasn't in history books in high school and yeah. stuff. But I think you're right. Like, Russia did a good job of covering that up, and maybe... It was more recently that the thing became a little yeah. more public and, and the details came out. So, But it's it was a great show. The acting was phenomenal. And uh, it, was, it wasn't in Russian, which was great. It was yes. in English because that would have been really tough. I think they realized early on, they're like, we just need to make it in English, you know. But it was a great show, and they made it, uh, you know, it was only five episodes long, so I would check it out. It's a really cool, like, 
history lesson that was entertaining. All right, finally, the OMMRs, our one-minute movie reviews. Now, are you ready for this? Because you're going to do one on your own. I'm ready. Okay, I'll start. I'll do mine, and then you can do yours so you can see how it's done. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I've never listened to the podcast before. Sam is my favorite listener. She listens to every episode. She's a very supportive girlfriend when it comes to the podcast. All right, but you can you know yeah, follow so my foot tracks. So I'll start with the bad times at El Royale. One minute starting now. Okay, uh, didn't love this movie. It was just I saw where they're going, but it was predictable at times, and I felt like it had too much of a happy ending for a movie that was supposed to be like a horror slash thriller. Uh, I thought Chris Hemsworth was the bomb in this. He was awesome. Uh, his first time getting like a real American accent out of him. And I thought he was pretty good at that. Uh, Cause I feel like he always has something else going on in his other movies. Like he sticks to the Australian thing in Thor, but it was an interesting storyline. They kind of fell short at some points. Uh, I, I loved the trailer more than I loved the movie. That's when you know it's a problem. Is that like, you, you know, the trailer set it up so big that it like still fell flat. Um, I gave this movie a B minus because I still think it was good if you know what you're going into. Uh, if they replaced Dakota Johnson, it would have been better. Ooh. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I believe that. Wow. So that's my one minute on that. Now my next one minute movie review, I'll go into Eighth Grade. Okay, this is just me as well. On the plane, and starting now. On the plane, coming back from San Francisco, watch this one because I heard the guys from Lights, Camera, Barstool loved 8th grade. And I was like, all right, I gotta check this out. This was really good. Um, I didn't know much about this, but it was like the point of view of an 8th grader. They choose real 8th graders, so it's like not actors. It's not like 20-year-olds playing 15-year-olds. It was like true 14 and 15-year-olds. And, like, it was very relatable, even though they made it so that it's, like, an eighth grader now dealing with Snapchat and, like, social media and the girl has her own YouTube channel. But they made it so relatable to anyone that was going through these things of, like, you know, trouble adjusting and fitting in and, and putting yourself out there. And it, I thought it was just such a great movie, especially on such a small budget that they had. Uh, it was Bo Burnham's directorial debut. I thought it was just a wonderful movie, and I suggest it for anyone. Uh, it's a great coming-of-age tale. I think it's the best coming-of-age movie I've seen in quite some time. Uh, in terms of a grade, I gave it four and a half stars. So, different grading scale for eighth grade, but <laughs> I, I really did love eighth grade. All right, now, would you like to do yours, or do you want to do the one we have together? Planned? I'll do mine. Okay. I'm a little All right. nervous to do this Sam, one Sam is starting her one-minute movie review for Fighting With My Family, starting now. I also watched this one on the plane, either coming or going, whatever. Uh, this is about the woman wrestler from the WWE, Paige. Mm -hmm. She is, that is like her real stage name in real life. Yeah. The only reason why I know about her is because I watched her on the um, Total Divas reality show. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, and she's like the dark hair, like goth looking one. But anyway... You basically learn about how she got her, like, start and launch into, like, the WWE. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was okay, too. Like, acting wasn't really that great. However, Cersei, Lena Headley, uh, Headley. Yeah, yeah. was in it as the mother. Mm -hmm. It was cool to see her in a different, more comical role, and yeah. I kind of really enjoyed that. Yeah, sure. Um, and the actor who played um, Paige's father was also kind Nick of... Nick Frost, like, he's great. Yeah, like, yeah. funny and, like, just, like, I don't know, like 
brunt or something. I don't know. Yeah. But um, it was okay. I mean, I feel like it was predictable, even though, like, it's her real life. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was like a, if you get down, don't get down and keep pushing through. Oh, the like, whole, like, story. it's how you get back up. Yeah, and, like, you know, I'm this goth, <laughs> this goth girl that came from a real wrestling family, mm-hmm. and I'm with a bunch of, like, blonde-haired models who don't know how to wrestle. Um, so if you're ever on a plane and you need something to watch, I would suggest it. Um, so I'll give it like a one thumb up. One thumb up. <laughs> okay. I can take that. All right. Our final one minute movie review before we'll let everybody go. And thank you all for listening this week. This was a great episode. Rocket Man starring Taron Edgerton, the story of Elton John. We're going to make this a one minute movie review starting right now. So... I really liked Rocket Man. I thought this was better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. It was a little fantastical, right? Like there were some moments of the movie where you think, you know what? Um it's it's like it's across the universe. Yeah, well it's a different setup. It's a different <laughs> format. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I liked that. I, I thought it was great. Like I, I know it it didn't stick to the whole timeline of Elton John really well because at some points, he was singing songs that weren't out yet and things like that. But they weren't trying to be a historical like play-by-play like Bohemian Rhapsody was. And I thought Taron Edgerton was awesome. Oh, he was amazing. He was so good. He did his own singing for it. I mean, we said this, but if um, Rami, whatever, Malik. was nominated, like then and he, won, then Taron has to be like he yeah. was so much better. And because he did the singing himself, and he sounded so good, like, mm-hmm. I mean, bravo. He was just really great. I'm I'm hoping it gets a lot of Oscar buzz for a couple different things. I don't think it's gonna, which well, makes me sad. Well, I know it's I, early, but... I know it's early, but costuming, I hope that's involved. Oh, because the sure. costumes were spot on. Yeah. Some of them were, were perfect. Others were, like, a little bit different, but you could see where they're going. And they did a great job in the credits showing exactly... When he when Elton John wore these certain costumes, um, they played a lot of songs in there. The only critic critique I would have is the downfall of Elton John seemed like it labored on a little long. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I feel like you, I mean you said it like maybe fifteen minutes less. Yeah, I feel like they were just trying to really like nail home how like out of control he was. Mm-hmm. But I it didn't bother me. I feel like towards the end of Bohemian Rhapsody, I was getting a little like you know, fidgety and like ready to go. Absolutely. Um, I didn't feel that way during this one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the songs. I would definitely see it again. Um, my grade for this one, I would give it like an 81, you know, a B movie, pretty good. Um, I'd like to see it again and I would just watch very, scenes you know individual scenes if i if they were just available to me because i thought the dancing and singing of uh saturday night's all right for fighting was a lot of fun what do you grade well i'm gonna grade it two thumbs up two thumbs up nice i love that grading scale (laughs) well so you got it right here an 81 and two thumbs up that sounds like a nice score for rocket man thank you all for listening to the podcast this week it was a super long one but a lot of fun we had such a great time on this vacation that I wanted to talk about it a lot. Sam, you were an excellent co-host. Thank you for co-hosting with me. Thank you for having me. Will you come back on the podcast? Absolutely. Wow, look at that. We have someone coming back on the podcast. This is great. And she's going to share it with all of her friends and stuff. We're going to have a lot of people listening to this for episode. Sure. For sure, yeah. 
All right, everyone, have a great weekend. Be safe, be smart. Talk to you later. Sam, do you want to say goodbye? Bye. Bye.